Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we met with Addie Dunker, who's a social media community specialist at Kemp's, a huge brand that's been around in the Twin Cities since like 1914. Um, and they have a big partnership with the DFA, um, Dairy Farmers of America, for those who don't know what that stands for. And so we talked about so many things. Um, they market lots of different products. They have new ice cream flavor that's coming out, new ice cream brand that's coming out, Top the Tater for the fans out there with that. Um, and lots of other things that they offer as well. So let's get into this week's episode number 94, Food Marketing and Social Media with Kemp's. This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? Weddings, company parties, corporate thank you gifts, whatever the occasion, Popcorn has a perfect complement to your event. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. PopcornMN.com So Addie, tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to be at Kemp's. Yeah, so I originally got involved in the social media industry in college, helping out a friend of a friend who owned a local business. After graduating college, I wanted to make sure I found a job that was constantly challenging me to learn something new. As you know, social media changes every single day. Yes. It was a really great fit. (laughs) Shortly after college, I accepted my first full-time social media manager position at a small agency. And then a little over a year into that role, I was promoted to team lead, which let me continue to manage social media, but also develop my own team. As a lead, you get to help your team manage their clients, pitch their clients, brainstorm content strategies, and assist in the creation of ads. So I really loved having the opportunity to help new social media managers kind of find their groove and really own their roles. But being in a role that was designed to support a team as well as 55 clients was really unpredictable. So uh, when I found the opening (laughs) at Kemp's, I knew it was something I needed to apply for. I was born and raised in Minnesota, so Kemp's was a staple in my family for pretty much my whole life. Did you grow up on a dairy farm? No. Okay, I was just curious about a dairy connection. I did grow up in a small town, and there are lots of dairy farms. Um, (laughs) The house my parents live in was originally a farmhouse for my mom's parents, but my parents definitely did not have the farming (laughs) thing going on. But yeah, so just growing up with Kemp's, I knew it was something that I wanted to pursue and Kemp's is owned by Dairy Farmers of America, DFA. So I just love the fact that we're owned by some of the hardest working people in the country and they're just so passionate and they can just provide us with nutritious, delicious dairy and it really doesn't get any better than that. Love that. And then how did you like... You kind of mentioned about that shift from going from 55 clients to one brand. What did that feel like? And how do you encompass, you know, going from kind of being doing a little bit of everything to holding on to one brand? Yeah, I I think you kind of perfectly summed it up. It felt kind of like we were wearing lots of hats mm-hmm. and kind of just doing everything you possibly could and having to be okay with it maybe not being completely perfect. So now working on less brands and having more time to put into those brands feels so rewarding because you can feel really good about your end product. And then as far as, so like obviously Kemp's, but you guys have a lot of other products as well. So is Kemp's like the main brand that you work on or do they have other brands? We do have other brands. And also since we're owned by DFA, I work on some other brands that are kind of like more of their baby brands, kind of like our sister brands, I would say, but yeah. Very cool. Um, And then what social media channels do you manage at Kemp's? Yes, so we focus mostly on the bigger channels, so Facebook and Instagram. Um, I manage those for Kemp's, Top the Tater, Liberal Farms, Sweet Me, Cast Clay, and Top the Tater, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That makes everyone stop. We were were talking about 
the connection you have with Hubbard Interactive and one of our strategists, Anna Johnson, I'm pretty sure that's got to be the connection, right? That must right? be the connection. I don't know. It's it's probably... She's obsessed. She She's is obsessed. a big fan. Yes. Being behind the scenes on the Top the Tater pages, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> she's getting married and she's like, can Top the Tater care my wedding? Like, she oh my is gosh. a huge fan. I will tell you, too, that she would not be the first person to have Top the Tater at their wedding. We've <laughs> really? had people send in photos of wedding cakes. We've had people send in oh photos of, gosh. like, Top the Tater bars with pretzels and chips and... The whole nine yards. Well, so. and on what? your guys' top tier, like social media, you have like swag and like brand. Yeah. Is that like a big part of the swag? Is brand new. <laughs> it just launched this week, but Top the Tater in general is such a great brand to listen to their consumers. And time after time after time, we'd have people send in. I wish I could get a t-shirt with you guys on. I wish I could get a hat, keychain, whatever it may be. So finally, we were like, we need to figure out a way to do this. Mm -hmm. Finally did. It just launched this week. We just put it out on the Facebook page on Tuesday. And we've gotten orders every single day. Lots of Minnesota and Wisconsin. But I've had some from like Oregon, New York. So there's definitely transplantator heads out there. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. But I guess other than Facebook and Instagram, we do a little bit with um, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, but definitely a big focus on Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. And then are you doing anything with like Snapchat or any of those other areas? Not right now, but I don't know. I could see something happening in the future, but not a main focus currently. And then what's like, what's your day-to-day like working at Kemp's? Because obviously you do, you know, Kemp's, Top Potato, those other brands, you, sister, brands you, sister brands you had mentioned. Um, what's What's every day look like? Yeah, so I start every morning by opening all the social pages for all the brands and looking at all the ads and just make sure everything is delivering correctly and getting the appropriate responses. Um, We do work closely with a few different agencies, so there are always meetings about that, picking out content for the next month, working on strategies, working on paid, and then also sharing the results with our brand managers and kind of... Uh, working closely with them to understand what their brand's positioning is and what their strategy is and what their hopes are for next coming months, years, whatever that may look like. And then are you doing a lot of like, um, we mentioned with the agencies, are they creating a lot of the content for you or are you creating your own content or is it like a mixture of both? It's a mixture of both. If we have something really big coming up and we know we want something elaborate and beautiful and amazing, Mm -hmm. we definitely reach out to our agency contacts. But every now and then we just feel inspired and make it happen ourselves too. It's got to happen quickly sometimes and you just don't have the turnaround time. So you just do it yourself, I suppose. Yeah, got to make it work. And that kind of segues into my next question is um, what campaigns have you guys launched recently? Um, Maybe it's it's obviously apparel with Top the Taters kind of its own campaign in itself. But what are some campaigns you can talk about? Um, So one of our really big ones right now is Simply Crafted. It's a new premium line of ultra-rich and indulgent ice cream that has no artificial flavors, no high-fructose corn syrup, and it's made with real cream from local family farms. Now that I'm explaining it, Yum. I'm realizing I should have brought some for you guys <laughs> to taste <Yum>. test. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring them by another day, but <clears throat> it's super delicious. It's wholesome. Um, best ingredients. I haven't tried all of them yet, but I will say Mocha Mudslide is really, really good if you're a chocolate person. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, our consumers would probably say strawberry rhubarb cobbler is the way to go. Ooh. Super like Midwestern. Yeah. You can't not love it, you know. So we have done um, some giveaways on social for that. We've announced the new flavors and videos. We've done some teaser posts. So we've gotten really good feedback. And I think people are excited that it's a clean label. So 
that's kind of a cool thing to roll out. Um, for Top of the Tater, we actually had a, a kind of cool thing happen this past spring, too. So if you're a Top of the Tater fan, you probably know it's <laughs> like a Minnesota-Wisconsin thing, and we're really lucky to have access to our dip so locally because not everybody has that. But for a limited time, Top of the Tater was available in all the Aldi stores nationwide back in April. So it was a huge deal. Our transplantator heads were so pumped. Our Facebook page. <laughs> Wait, say that. What do you call them? <laughs> Our transplantator heads. <laughs> <laughs> so born and raised in the Midwest, and now they live in and they're still huge warm fans places. You gotta, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, um, but our Facebook page just. It totally blew up. I'm kind of surprised the internet didn't just like break all together <laughs> in that moment. But the loyalty from the fans is just unlike any other brand. It's it's amazing. So it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Would you say that you did that Aldi launch um, across the country because of what consumers were saying? Or was that more of just like a, like, no, we're just going to try it and see what happens? Or Kind of both. We get feedback almost every single day, multiple times a day from people in all these other states saying they were born here, they were raised here, they they visited here for a few days and fell in love with this dip and now they can't find it anywhere and they want us to ship it to them or they want to find a way to get it to them. And it was something we had to figure out how to do at least a few times. We did have one a while back before I was with Kemp's for a Super Bowl promotion. So Top the Tater um, paired up with another company and did a delivery for that. And they sold out and it broke our Top the Tater website. So <laughs> hopefully we can figure out more ways to do that because it's just, it's a ton of delight for our consumers. Was Wait. that the Super Bowl when it was here? No, it was oh. the year yeah. before. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And then yeah. when you say delivery, like you mean like people could like literally have t- Top Tater delivered to them or what? Yeah, I, like? I think the way it worked was you just order it, it online. It was before I was there, so I don't know if I'm butchering this, but it was mm-hmm. bef- um, you just ordered online, and I think you got like a pack. So you'd get our original chive onion dip, and then you'd get the two other, the Zesty and the Taco Fiesta too, and you'd also get some swag. So it just came in like a care package to your door. Very cool. And the only difficult thing is it needs to be refrigerated at the appropriate temperature not too warm not too cold you don't want it to be frozen you don't want it to be something that's gonna make you not feel well yep, so yep. <laughs> yeah kind of tricky got it that's awesome um and that kind of actually goes into the next question too is how do you handle negative comments because of course you're gonna get all of this great fan engagement but no matter what brand there's always something negative that pops up so how do you deal with that especially with such so many people talking about it consistently yeah very very true so it basically just depends how negative the comments are if it's minor i can generally handle it on my own um, i do work really closely with our consumer relations team and the people on that team have combined been with kemp's for 17 years so they're a huge asset to me people will reach out to us looking for a product that we stopped producing 25 years ago so being able to reach out to people who are very very familiar with kemp's with our past helps me a ton in those type of questions that's great um and then do you have any um new products that you're launching or are you are in the process of um like um, new any new product launches on social or anything like that? Um, none I can say out loud. Yeah, I was like, but Dang. there's always stuff being worked on. Um, I guess when we do have new stuff hitting the shelves, mm-hmm. so the way we kind of handle it on social is getting the content created in advance, getting photos, getting videos, um, 
getting contests ready to go out to kind of surprise and delight consumers and get them involved and get them excited about the new flavor, new fr- product, whatever it may be. So and what does that, sorry, oh, no, go ahead. what does that look like? You mentioned teaser posts earlier when you, you know, launch and say this new ice cream brand mm-hmm. or something like that. How far ahead are you planning that out? Like what types of content yeah. are you doing before the launch? And then obviously you've got a ton ready for the launch too. Yeah. So I want to say we started kind of teasing the Facebook and Instagram pages for that Simply Crafted line about a month before. And it was it was as simple as having like the packaging there, but the packaging was shadowed out. So you couldn't tell like what it was going to be called or what the flavors were going to be, but you could tell that we were introducing a new ice cream. Mm -hmm. So really cool, appealing to the eye. I think we did videos for that. And I think that was on both Facebook and Instagram. And then do you work with like a food stylist or anything? Because you have so many different products. And do you have, do you, is it an out, someone outside or is there someone at Kemp's that's a food stylist? Are you the food stylist that has to put oh that together? Gosh. I'm <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> um, most of the time we do work with a food stylist if it's uh, maybe a little bit bigger campaign or something new that we want to have, you know, really beautifully captured. The talent that you get from working with a food stylist is just you can't beat it. It shows so clearly in the images, but mm-hmm. sometimes we'll just be living in the moment and feel inspired and an iPhone photo has to work too. So in those moments, we're kind of all food stylists, but yeah. And then especially working with like cold products like ice cream, for example, I think about styling that in front of a camera oh, and it's yeah. melting. Yeah. I've seen these like YouTube videos and stuff like these tricks that they use, yeah. like different products and stuff so it doesn't melt. Do you guys use anything like that or are you just, you're quick and you can get it? taken care of yeah so I had never been on like an official social media photo shoot until I had started working for Kemp so Mm -hmm. being at these social shoots it really is amazing to see the steps that they go through to get the perfectly rounded ice cream scoop or make it melt in just this you know (laughs) one little centimeter area that's kind of more drippy than the rest but man what they go through to get that to work perfectly is amazing, but it always turns out, so it's totally worth it. That's awesome. Um, and then as far as you mentioned a little bit about video content, when you're teasing new um, products or campaigns, how do you incorporate into in that into your strategy? Because as myself and Pat, our videographer as well, knows um, that's a huge part of social right now. So what are you doing to integrate that? Yeah, so we definitely love video content, and we use it mostly when it's launching something or announcing something. Lately, we've used it a lot for our Simply Crafted line and our Give It Back campaign, which is new too. Um, It's called the Giving Cow Project. So it's about being able to provide children in need kind of in this local area with shelf-stable milk. Um, So it's definitely not something that we use like consistently. It's definitely strategically placed in when we know we have something big coming up just because it's it takes a longer time to get it back it takes a longer time to work on the concept it's harder to fit in um probably we would use it maybe like 20 percent of the time got it are you involved in um other advertising content creation billboards tv commercials other stuff like that like how often really mostly just the social stuff every now and then we'll look at it all as a team and give feedback but not really on my plate of responsibilities. I suppose you're you're 
producing a lot more content than they would have to. So yeah, my plate's full. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk a bit more about that giving back project. What was that called again? The giving cow project. That's new too. So giving cow. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit more about that and how do you integrate that into your social campaigns? Yes. So the way the project works is anytime somebody buys a gallon of Kemp's milk or um, a simply crafted ice cream from the grocery store, we provide this shelf-stable milk to local food banks. And the milk itself can't be bought. So the only way to help us in our goal of donating these is to buy Kemp's products. Our goal is to have 500,000 of them be donated. So it's new. It's exciting. We're working really hard on it. We have had, for strategy-wise, we've had uh, Facebook ads running, Instagram ads running, and we have a TV spot. And I want to say it was mixed in with like The Bachelor and stuff because I heard some <laughs> friends giving me feedback about that. And I was like, that's amazing because unfortunately I haven't really committed to The Bachelor or Bachelor yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm with you. Bachelor I'm in Paradise, you. whatever one they're on right now. But kind of funny just to see that worked into it. But I like I like how you said you weren't a big fan, but you just totally listed off all three of the shows just like that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not that big of a fan of this show, this show, or this show. Right, but I can tell you every person that's ever been on it. So... <laughs> Do you get that a lot from friends like seeing Kemp's advertising or something like that and like getting feedback on it or going, hey, I, you know, I, I know. Did you work on that or something yeah, like that? I, I get some from Kemp's, but I think more of it is probably Top the Tater just because <laughs> of my age range and my friends <laughs> and yeah, their basic audience. But now that I work for Kemp's, a lot more of my friends will say, oh my gosh, I saw your guys's semi on 35W today. Not a normal text message to get. Not yeah. something I ever got before yeah. I started working with Kemp's. And then how big is your social team at Kemp's? Like, is this just you doing all of this or is there a team behind it? Yeah. What does that um, look like? You are looking at the team. So <laughs> it's just me for now. Um, they pre- Previously, they did have um, some agency help for community management and interacting with the consumers and that type of thing. But they restructured a little bit, which is how my position came to be so I've only been there since January Got it. and how do you balance um the different accounts and working on like let's say the the Kemp's account versus you know these new initiatives that they have and how do you kind of determine your day yeah some of the brands we work with definitely have more products more going on they just take up more of my time um kind of depends on what campaigns are being launched too um anything with a campaign going on gets a big portion of my day too but it's never that all of the brands I'm working on have huge things all happening on the same day. So it's kind of evenly distributed there. So it's not too extremely overwhelming most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) This is a question I get um, because we work with a lot of food brands and I get this all the time. So you have your parent company, so like Kemp's, let's say, but then you have all of these new products you're constantly adding. At what point do you determine to not post about it on the main Kemp's page and to create a separate channel for it. Like Top the Tater, for example, has their own Facebook page now. Or do you guys just automatically, when you launch a new product, it gets all of its own social networks with it? So I think it more so depends if the product is going to be a Kemp's product, it's going to be promoted on our Kemp's page. If it's going to be launched as a totally new brand with its own logo and its own feel, then we're going to kind of create a whole nother channel for that and it's going to get its own website it's going to get its own youtube all of that type of thing um, i guess probably the closest 
example for that would be our Live Real Farms brand, which is a newer brand. They do um, blends of milks and smoothies. And just because they're a little bit newer to the marketplace, um, we're still kind of working on growing that Facebook following and the Instagram following. And they just got a new website and it's so beautiful. So really exciting. And then do you cross promote the different brands on each other's pages or do you keep them completely separate? Completely separate. Gosh, okay. I do. A lot of people do know like Top the Tater and Kemp's are related because yeah. Top the Tater is found on the Kemp's website. Um, so I will get messages on the Kemp's page about Top the Tater related things, but most of the time it's kept completely separate. Got it. Um, and so since Kemp's is so big, how do you decide to target your social media ads? Because I can't even imagine where to start with that with all the different products and things like that. <clears throat> Yeah, every, everyone needs Kemp, so how do you target? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so uh, we're technically like small to mid-sized company, and we're very, very Midwest-focused. We sell our products in Minnesota, Wisconsin, North and South Dakota, Iowa, and Illinois. Our milk is actually sourced within a 100-mile radius of our plant, so it's extremely, extremely local. And we keep our targeting pretty local to match that, too, then. A lot going on in Minnesota Target um, a lot going on in Wisconsin Target, and then the rest of it is just a little bit, a little bit more expanded. And you, would you say that you um, stay in that area just because to keep the freshness of the milk? I'm assuming. That yeah, you and to support those local communities, the both of them. Got it. And then, do you do anything? You mentioned the Dairy Farmers of America. Do you work on their social then as well? Um, or is that a not specifically theirs, but some of the brands that they. Um, like, like care for support yeah i work on some of those so that would be Guida's dairy which is in connecticut and then oakhurst dairy which is in maine but they're um oakhurst dairy is pretty popular in like the new england area but they're a main brand so do you um on the kemp's page for example do you ever talk about specific farms or mention like specific locations where you know milk is coming from for these yeah a little bit and we're trying to get more into that um we just had a new website launch for kemp's this summer and we have a lot of that on our website because at the end of the day it really is all about the farmers and it's all about everything they're doing to provide us with this awesome nutritious delicious dairy so we want to make sure we're giving that back to them and giving them the recognition have you been to a dairy farm to, to tour? And Yes. In- oh, my goodness. So <laughs> where I grew up, like I said, small area. My my best friend growing up lived next door to her grandma's farm. So we'd go there all the time and we'd play with the baby calves and we'd jump on the hay bales and we'd do all of the things that you see the memes about on Facebook for like farm kids and Midwest kids and stuff. But um, it was a really small dairy farm. I think there was maybe like 10, 15 cows. So when I went to my first like Kemp's DFA uh, farm, it was so overwhelming because they had 200 cows and I just had no idea what 200 cows even looked like, you know? (laughs) So when I got there, they were probably like, oh man, this poor girl does not know what she got herself (laughs) into. But I don't know. It was so cool to see just how the cows are so cared for. And the vet actually happened to be there when I was there too. So that was really cool. And I took some pictures and I got to feed a baby cow out of the <laughs> bottle. It was cool. That's awesome. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm and my dad's a dairy farmer. No way. And so it's just kind of cool to hear like the stories because I know that it's it's truly like 
a crazy hard job. And if you're, if anything gets into the bulk tank, you have to dump all of that milk out. So they're very like critical with that. So the last question I have for you, um, this has been so awesome because Kems has just been such a, it's such a huge brand um, in this market. So it's cool to see kind of the side with social. Where do you see social media going in the next five years, 10 years? If you had a crystal ball, yeah. where do you kind of see that strategy going? It is so crazy because I graduated college in 2015. And when I was in college, social media wasn't a major or a minor or anything. And now kids are majoring in social media marketing. So I really only see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I definitely see like how large the platforms are kind of changing and switching up. And maybe 10 years from now, a platform that hasn't been existed yet is going to be the one everybody's on. But the weirdest thing I will tell you about, I just went to a dairy forum two weeks ago and we had a Gen Z panel kind of talk about their thoughts on dairy, their thoughts on social media, what their concerns are in life. And these kids are like 18, 19, like so young, whole life ahead of them. Um, and it was really amazing to hear them kind of talk about the social channels just from that that young perspective. A lot of them were saying, you know, Facebook is not where I spend my time because that's where their parents are and their grandparents and they don't really want to be babysat or whatever it may be. Whereas a lot of them will commit to spending time on Instagram and spending time on Snapchat and Twitter and those type of platforms. So I definitely see it continuing to grow, but we're definitely going to have to switch up things to meet the needs of younger younger demographic. So we have... The greatest thing in the United States, let's say it, um, the Minnesota State Fair (laughs) coming up. And you guys are going to have a booth there? Yeah, so great Minnesota get-together. Can't miss that. Kemp's is going to be there every single day. So if you are an ice cream lover, which everyone is, come see us. Um, We have tattoos. We have giveaway items. We have a photo booth, ice cream. So can't go wrong. We have our museum there too so you can go in there and take a look um other than that top the tater will be there the second weekend friday and saturday they have some cool like really cool giveaways happening they have a board for like instagram pics um definitely sampling so you can get your fix of top the tater and then our other brand, Live Real Farms, will be there too, but I'm not certain on which days. But that's the the smoothie brand and then like the, the milk. Are they all gonna blend. be next to each other or are they gonna be dispersed throughout the fair? They're dispersed, but I can't even tell you the exact locations. Yeah. <laughs> have you awesome. you guys have been at the fair before? It's not like this is the first yeah, year. Yeah, this is Kemp's tenth year being yeah. at the fair. So wow. it's it's really awesome. We're pretty pumped. But it's it'll be your first with Kemp's yes. at the fair. Yep. So I'm volunteering a couple of days there. I'm going the first day because I'm sure we're going to have a lot happening on social media for that. So mm-hmm. it'll be cool. It's like perfect Instagram content. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What is what is like promotion of State Fair look like on social media f- leading up to it? Do you do much ahead of time or is it pretty much all just in the moment? We have a couple posts that are planned out in advance, but I think a lot of it is going to end up being in the moment. Well, it's crazy because I just saw an article, I don't know if it was Forbes or what, but they said that the Minnesota State Fair was voted one of the top 10 festivals in the United States to go to. It might have even been the world. It was something wow. insane. Like festivals. They, they categorize like music it as a included? Festival. I guess they do have concerts and stuff. They do have stuff, concerts, so. but I was like, our little Minnesota State Fair, yeah. like, I mean, get it. Not so little. I mean, yeah. It's the, it's the second biggest in the country by attendance. Gosh. Yeah. I'm crazy. I'm all about the cheese curds. I'm all about the Sweet Martha's cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just the just like the idea of um, 
being in lines all day kind of freaks me out. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> you you like sweet Martha's and you like cheese curds. Those are both dairy related. I know. I'm not getting paid to say that though. Okay. I really <laughs> just right. feel that way. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. All the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP94. Make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered right to you every Wednesday. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? The Social Weddings, Feed is a production parties, of Hubbard Interactive. Whatever with the music occasion, provided Popcorn by has Minneapolis a perfect artist, John Atwell. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. Popcornmn.com. <laughs>